Hello and welcome to the BS Games Podcast. It is I, Quinn, and today I'll be hosting alone as Chase is in Peru having a good old time. But today I'm going to be interviewing a special guest. Now this person I've known for several years and I've done several things with this person and I think they're going to be interesting to listen to and see their perspective on a couple of things. I respect this person greatly so I hope you guys really enjoy the show. Now, if you want to suggest other people to be interviewed, you can do so at BS Games Podcast on Twitter and send us some uh, recommendations or maybe you have some other topics you want us to discuss or have some opinions on the person being interviewed. All of that and more can be tweeted at us at BS Games Podcast on Twitter. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into it. first guest on the podcast is a smart young man from around New Hammy. He's been a gamer since birth and a philosopher even longer. He started making animations on Newground back in the day and graduated to co-founding his own review website known as OrganizeRemains.com. Him and his buddy would pump out written reviews almost daily, but he always wanted more. Eventually, he moved into the video space and started a YouTube channel where our paths finally crossed. Since then, we've worked together on a number of projects, with our longest running being the Digital Sandwich Podcast. So without further ado, here's Nick. Hey, wow, I've, that's a great intro. I like that. Yeah? Yeah, that was really I, nice. I, I did it just for you, buddy. Wow, did you I write that you out? Deserve, I, I did write it out. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, wow. very good, very good. Yeah, there was no stumbling or anything. No no stumbling. I even practiced it a couple of times beforehand. I, I just wanted to get it right. I even forgot Nick, about it. I You're forgot first. about some of the things you mentioned. Well, you know, that's that's what the, the actual me interviewing you is mm, about. You, you get to true. fill in the holes, right? Yeah, that's true. But you're the first one, Nick. I know. Congrats. On BS Games. On the BS Games podcast, yeah. Is it Games BS or BS Games? BS Games. Yeah, it, it, okay. Actually, a, a tidbit, it used to be Bullshit Games. Yeah. But then we got denied from a lot of platforms. <laughs> so All we had right. to change it to BS games, but you know how it is. Am I allowed to swear? Oh, of course. Farty. Do whatever you feel. Farty McFart face. Yeah. All right. Now do you are you expecting anything? What what did you what are you did you expect coming into this? That it was about video games. Okay. <laughs> Will it surprise you if we don't talk too much about video games? Um, yeah, I guess so. That doesn't seem what, what Chase would want, though. So Yeah, but Chase ain't that. here. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> he doesn't have a say in things. All right. Give me, hit me with a question. Okay, well, all right, fine. I got some stuff lined up. Well, the first thing I want to ask is, because I actually don't remember the answer to this, is, well, giving a little bit of backstory. So how we actually met each other or were introduced to each other was you sent me a message on YouTube. Yes. Asking if I would want to do a review for Organizer Mains, right? Yep. Now, I don't actually remember if you've told me this, but why did you even send me a message? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, right, when I was thinking about <laughs> it in the past, I was thinking, like, I don't know that our videos were very similar. 
like the the stuff that I was making, I feel like it was very like TF2 oriented or something. Yeah. And it, was it just was I just another random person you were reaching out to, or was there actually like were you actually listening to my or watching my stuff? Hmm. There's a lot to lead up to this, but to get to the point, I think I found one of your YouTube videos on Reddit. Oh, really? Okay. I don't remember where. I remember at the time, I had just left the game site I was working at, uh, Ultra Mega Cyborg, who's no longer around, sadly. Right. Uh, And I wanted to do... Organized Remains had been a thing for five years at that point, I want to say. And I wanted... I learned a lot from Ultra Cyber uh, Cyborg. Uh, and I wanted to do that, but with my own website. So I was like, oh, I need, I need people to help me review. (laughs) So this is you recruiting people? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. And I was also surprised on how many like review codes I was actually getting. Like I sent Mm. out, I would send out a bunch of emails, not expecting much to come back, but then a lot, a lot did come back. So I was like, oh crap. (laughs) <laughs> I need to find someone else. The reason I picked your channel, hmm, I think it had to do with you were in the games, you had a small subscriber base, because I knew I couldn't just go up to someone oh, with thousands and <laughs> thousands of... So you felt confident, you're like, oh, I can talk to this guy, he's pretty small. Yeah, per- yeah exactly, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I, I didn't know? Did you do any writing at the time? No, I hadn't written anything. Yeah, that, like, looking back, it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to write in your little intro that after you sent me that message, you've regretted ever sending me that message. <laughs> um, No, I don't regret sending that message because you actually taught me a lot about. Um, more of the editing of like from the sound to streaming mm. like writing wise i was pretty much good at at that point right felt like but i want to do more comedy stuff too i i believe ah but i also want i wanted to be like a full time Game reviewer and streamer and all sorts of stuff. Living the dream. And you seem... I I did send other messages to other people. Not many. You were really the only one to respond out of like the three or four people I've sent messages to. Wow. I really wanted to get my friend... Uh, jo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick! <laughs> You're like, I really wanted this other guy, but he never responded to me, so I just had to take Quinn. He actually did respond. Uh, His name is Joey Ferris, and he does Ferris Wheel Productions. But he also works on Commonwealth, I want to say, is the website. And I know he's he's done stuff for IGN now, too. He's actually become... He's done really well. Oh, wow. And I still follow him, but in the beginning... He was just like a channel like mine. Right. And he was really good at video editing. 
and mm. reviewing. So I was like, oh, that'd be great for organized remains. But I think he knew IGN was down the line for him. So uh, so he just kept trucking along and was like, yeah, I don't need organized remains. Yeah, he's like, no, thanks, man. I don't. I am already busy with my stuff. So. Well. So did he? Did anyone else respond besides us two, or was it? Like radio silence, because like thinking about it, everyone was pretty small, and I would think if you're that small, you really want to respond to everything, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I really did. I don't think anyone, hmm. or if they did, didn't stick out to me, or hmm. which is saying a lot because Quinn had a hard time reviewing stuff in the beginning and yeah okay i 100 <laughs> percent. i have to admit this is why i was gonna write that you regretted it at least for the organized remains portion right it was that nick was trying to recruit people to write articles yeah and i was very good at starting an article but never finishing it or like telling nick an idea but never actually writing yes. a word down just many drafts. and i have to admit yeah many drafts and i have to admit like it was very new for me to actually, like, write stuff down. Yeah. And although maybe I played it off like I was lazy or whatever, and a, a lot of the reason why I didn't finish stuff was I had this weird, like, stage fright. Yeah. Like, it was writing a review. Like, I felt, I felt like this new responsibility because I knew the developers of these games would yeah. actually go check out Organizer Main and actually look at the review. So I felt that in some way, shape, or form, I wasn't, like, worthy of giving my opinion that would mm-hmm. actually be read. Like, I'd rather just joke around and not be taken seriously than actually have to put my thoughts in a coherent way that now is taken seriously. Damn. Yeah, that's... I, I feel like I suffered from that from time to time, where, especially if their game wasn't good. Right. Um, if their game was awesome... I'd be like, oh, sweet, I can just say nice things. But if it was bad, I'm like, ugh, now I have to explain everything. And I tried to not be mean about it. And actually, I tried to be as helpful as possible rather than just saying, like, this game's stupid. And I know one developer in particular I remember, it was for a phone app, I forget what it's called, but they actually ended up going back into the game and fixing a lot of the things I mentioned in my review, and I right and I updated it, and I thought that was I cool. even remember watching a video review you did on YouTube of mm-hmm. a similar. I don't know if it was a mobile game, but it was another. It was kind of like just a basic platformer. Yeah, and I remember you talking about like things they could improve on. Yeah. And I remember either the the developers tweeted you or you like did a re, like going back into the game and saying how it was changed, or how people were, or the developers said they were going to change certain things that you mentioned. Yeah, which is like adding to the the whole thing that I was talking about is that you have this weird power and authority, even though, like back back then, right? Back then, YouTube was. People making videos were a little bit higher quality than just everyone making videos nowadays, right? Like, now anyone just takes their phone and talks about whatever they want. Yes. But I felt like if you were actually spending the time back then to make a video about a game, you had something to say of some sort of importance, at least importance to you. 
And so it was cool to see that no matter the subscriber count, yeah, developers were actually like really trying to consider what you were saying. Yeah, I, I think I always had a thing for reviewing. I don't know. I I found it fun because I actually before I did organize remains. I did. I had a little website where I reviewed flash games on Newgrounds because I couldn't. Oh, really? I couldn't afford games. <laughs> <laughs> and what um, was that website called? I don't know. <laughs> it was some. It was like attached oh, wow. to an email I used to have through Comcast or something. It was very okay. HTML like, and I don't even know if it. Like people could visit it. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you were just like a young young kid, and you just thought people were look looking yeah. at your stuff, but you actually maybe didn't even post it publicly. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, kind of stepping back a little bit because I didn't. I do vaguely remember that you did actually do reviews for other people before making Organizer Mains. What other experience did you have before Organizer Mains? Um. I don't, I think just that Flash site that I have talked about, um, Organizer Mains was really the beginning for me for writing reviews. I saw my friend Sean, he posted a review of an album he did on his MySpace page, and right. I was like, that's really cool. And I was like, I want to do that. And I was, so I'm like, and I want to see if he wants to do it, but I first have to make like the template make a website yeah. so i made a couple articles and then i kind of like just nudged it his way what do you think and uh he, <laughs> you want to write an album review <laughs> yeah i was like i i want to post some of your album reviews and he was down so that's how it started but so before besides that like yeah before that though you said you were doing articles on another website for someone yes that no well organizer mains was around for a while and then right. I, I kind of wanted to write for someone else to get more experience and oh, have it okay. be around a team. Right. So I found, um, how did I find out? There's this website where game journalists go to. I, right. I don't remember what it's called, but I saw <clears> it and I messaged them. It looked like everyone was into it. And then I was the only one posting stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it taught me a lot because it like that was my introduction to talking to um, public people, public people, and right. I actually did a couple interviews, and I got free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> First time I ever got free stuff. That was awesome. <clears throat> um, that was like my dream goal. I never thought I would get to the point where I'd get free games. Right. But then I did. And I was like, so that's where you learned how to actually get review codes? Yeah, at Ultra Mega Cyborg. Because they gave me my own email. And I'd be like, oh. Oh, business email for it. Nice. Yeah. And I was very, like, forward being like, hey, I want to do this review. Can you get me a code? Because they would send me a code once in a while being like, hey, we need a review of this. But right. I w wasn't getting enough codes. So I'd right. be like, oh, what do you think about this? Can I get a code for that? And, like, and finally, he was just like, just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, this is actually, he's like, this is how you do it. I, this is all I'm doing, just emailing them, asking for a code. Kind of. He just, for, he would, when I got a review code from him, he would forward the email. So I got to read the conversations they had. Oh, wow. So 
That's I, cool. So you could basically got templates sent to you. Exactly. Huh. And if you want to know what that template is, it's <laughs> basically saying, hi, how's it going? My name's Nick. I run the site Organized Remains. And I would I saw on your Steam page or PS4 um, that your game just came out. I would love to review it. Um, please uh, review it. And then I put parentheses USA because that, mm. that stuff matters because uh, it might be different regional stuff. Right, right. <clears throat> and um, there's a lot of emails that never got back to me, but some of the some of the people that did get back to me i was very shocked about some of them like uh tropico 4 like i was right. a huge fan of tropico and like i was just like <coughs> i'll just throw this out there i doubt they'll send me a tropico 4 code but they did and i was like what that yeah, was awesome um the best thing the most surprised thing i got to review was a pet pair of headset uh headset pair of headsets whatever <laughs> why can't i say that <laughs> headphones Head- yeah yeah a headset okay, a cool. headset i don't know why i had never done one before but they contacted me whoa and this was organized remains so i don't know i i would also ask them to add, add me to their press release uh email list right right um, that's yeah. awesome. So you could have you could have started doing hardware and stuff and become a yeah. hardware. Uh, I didn't really hardware. like that though. No, oh. <laughs> I like video games. I felt like I got it down on how to critique it, but hardware right. and sound quality stuff, I felt like I had no. Re- you had no, no reference. You, yeah. had, you didn't have those years of experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Now. I, in our recent, actually, since you know we're both on Digital Sandwich Podcast, mm-hmm. um, in the last one this week, you actually talked about how you've kind of been not as into games lately, and like I, I, I get this sense every time I talk to you that you you really appreciated being able to review games and kind of this not necessarily want to go back to the nostalgia of that, but there is mm-hmm. this urge of you to do more of that yes and how do you see that happening in the future like what do you are you planning on maybe doing another review of a game in the future or going to youtube and making a video like i know you've been kind of taking a hold of the podcast and i know you've been actually i saw recently you did some snippets where you made uh videos for them yeah but is that scratching that itch or do you you like crave a little bit more (laughs) I have actually thought about posting a review, and I think having a team, right? if I was part of a team, I would be way more into it. By myself, uh, I don't know, it just, I did it for seven years, eight years, right? and I got to a point where I was like, kind of... Well, we started the OR Gamecast, and we, so we talk right. about video games for an hour every week, and I kind of started getting bored of talking about video games, even right. though I, like, I play as, as, uh, I play more video games now than I 
used to. So I ha- that hasn't stopped. Just being social about it kind of tires me out. I also, in 2014 into 15, I kind of made this switch to try to do more humorous things. Right. Um, and have more humorous videos, but that didn't really work out. It wasn't really until uh, I started streaming with you, actually, that I was like, oh, I actually can make someone laugh. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of like the OR Gamecast crowd, if you will. Yeah. And honestly, like those, the memories from that like entire year when you were living in Kentucky. <laughs> yes. And just like had, we had time, like I was still, like I could have summers and didn't have to work and stuff like that. Like, honestly, probably my favorite internet memories of like me making stuff. And it was like me making stuff with you. Like ultimately we would just yeah. get on on a stream and like just talk about random stuff and there was actually people watching and like I don't know why but it just like that environment doesn't exist right now on like things like Twitch and YouTube and I I don't know if you have the same feeling but for me I really want that and I want that like for us I want that for the podcast I want that for Digital Sandwich I want that for I just like I really loved that year or so yeah. of like just making whatever we want and it being funny and people liking it. Yeah, I the Quinn does gaming clips are right. still like some of my favorites. Maybe right. it's because of just from that exact nostalgic point of view. Right. And I when I was in Kentucky, I was pushing out videos because I was trying really hard to like be able to do it full time. Right. And I remember I challenged you actually to do a month straight where you every yeah, 30 day. days. <laughs> and I think I did it. I actually think I went a month and a half. Right. So you didn't. I did not. I think I actually <laughs> got to like, uh, I think like 10 or 11. No. No. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if I yeah, was, but I, was that? Oh, you go ahead. If I was to do it, start doing reviews again, I maybe wouldn't do organized remains. I might start something new. Right. Start from scratch. Um, organized remains doesn't have that many subscribers on YouTube, so right. it wouldn't be that tough. Um. So, and then I, I feel like I definitely need to have a team. Um, right. Digital Sandwich wouldn't exist without everyone. So, um, yeah. it's not a one person thing. And it, it's not even like a, a two person thing. I think no. we quickly realized when we started that, you know, how we got bored talking about games and uh, yeah. Gamecast. Like, pretty much we got bored talking to each other, <laughs> Digital <laughs> Sandwich, at yeah. the beginning. And we needed, like, we needed a Mandy or a Jasmine or a Tori. Definitely just to like give us some breathing room and really have someone new talk. Yeah. It was very and, refreshing when Mandy joined the podcast and I felt like, right. um, felt like it was way easier to do it. Right. 
It just came it pretty more much naturally. took out like a third. Yeah, like a third of the forced talking went away, and then it just became like, oh, okay, we can just talk and yeah. then have Mandy talk, and then have Nick talk, and then Quinn talk, yeah. um, which was really nice. And like ultimately, even now, Digital Sandwich, I think, can't exist without the three of us. Yeah. Like I think if one person was really to take a step back for a month or something, I feel like it would kind of crumble away. <laughs> Yes, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, hopefully Jasmine stays on board. Yeah, hopefully Jasmine stays on board. Hopefully Chase eventually, you know, stops screwing around. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But it was very, yeah, having Mandy come on and getting a new perspective. And right, and, I, and a totally, Mandy in herself as a person is yes. so unique <laughs> in <laughs> so many weird ways that I think it like it was perfect for us because I feel like we're we're somewhat bland. Yes, you know, we're just like eh, we like staying at home and playing video games or whatever. And Mandy is like complete opposite, and I feel like that was that was so good when Mandy was on. Yeah, Mandy definitely was. Uh, I mean, we were talking about like Satan, right? Satanism. Her breaking into old people's homes yeah. to have sex, like <laughs> drugs, like I don't think it was things. An old me and Nick, home, ne- but. Oh, I think I don't know. I'm, I'm, hopefully, it, I don't know. Hopefully, it wasn't an old person's home. But she did say it was like a gated community. She talked about being homeless for a week. Like, yeah, it was. The weird topics started coming out, and that's when I was like, yeah, and then right. Someone said Mandy wasn't funny, and I got so mad. <laughs> I was like, "If you think one, if you think I'm funny, it's because of the other people." Right. Right. It's like, yeah. Ultimately, thing. like that's that's what made us good in yeah. some sense was like other people that were t- we could talk to and talk about because our lives weren't the most interesting. Right. What do you do on Fourth of July? Oh, you know, went to burgers and not talks yeah you kind of just have to like blow it way out of proportion right right you have to exaggerate it if you want it to be something else mm-hmm. but i think we've been actually there was definitely like a lull you know because mandy did leave there was a lull and i i think we're just really coming out of that like where we're able to i feel like not worry so much about yeah. The podcast in a way. Like I think it's I think we've we found the stride with Jasmine. Let's yeah. say Yeah. Jasmine had no um prior experience. Yeah. yeah. Entertainment wise, video wise. She was she has done a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it she yeah, she had to break into this role as kinda like the podcast mom in a way (laughs) (laughs) because i mean she's just like she's basically the one having to like control over me where she's where i she has to be like calm down because i'm she's like kind of like the pillow you know like yeah if, if you go a little bit too far she's there to soften the blow and move you back yeah and and she's really good at taking jokes so yeah Especially when we get a little spicy. Yeah, I, I'm really glad Jasmine. Like we have diversity. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, I am so glad oh. for it because 
us two, we would never talk about that stuff. Right. It'd just be two white guys talking about stuff. And it's like, right. okay, that's been done. But since Jasmine's there having to put it up, I feel like that's the real comedy of Jasmine having to deal with right. the insanity. Right. And I'm actually really like thankful that you you pretty much have brought everyone to the podcast, right? Like I haven't really yeah. done anything except maybe Chase and Karen, but Yeah. Like you brought Mandy on. Yeah. You brought Jasmine on. You introduced Tori. Like, and to be honest, that's like you bringing the diversity in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, in 2014-15, I started making more female friends, Mandy being like the first one. Right. And I guess at that point I was like bored of yeah. m- men. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I started watching way more female comedians, and they're talking about periods and all the stuff they go through. And I thought that was great because I've never, I, I never experienced that. I right. I know people complain about women comedians talking about their periods, but like that's my favorite, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Well, thank, thanks again, Nick, for being you. Well, you're welcome. I feel <laughs> well, like then, I haven't done anything, though, so. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that the same goes for me. Like, I don't feel like I've done anything for you, and I was surprised that you were saying, like, I taught you something. Like, I don't I don't see that. But Yeah, Quinn does gaming really got me to come out of my shell I want, and, like, talk about weird topics. Right. Like, we talked about weird topics before Mandy, but not as often. But I, because like the very first one I remember is talking about erectile dysfunction, classic, yeah. and classic. like everyone in the stream was dying. Was laugh. time. Yeah, everyone yeah. was dying laughing, and it's like the first time I performed in front of an audience. Right. I was like, oh, had trouble performing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But no. yeah, it was, it was, to be honest, it was like the perfect blend of everything because it was pretty much like what we want, want a digital sandwich to be. Yeah. But the live stream version of that. Right. Like talking about real problems that are funny and then people finding them real and funny. Uh, I found Mandy's streams to be one of the be- best too because it was just her like trying to work. And it, <laughs> right. it was me just us be, like being crazy and like right. trying to like distract her. And I always thought that stuff was really fun. And that's how we met Jasmine. Right. With through Mandy's friends. Yeah. Um, Jasmine was the only one that stuck around. Like J- Mandy invited <laughs> all her friends to a Skype right. call one day. And right. I don't remember exactly what happened but i remember calling people out calling mandy's friends out right um one of them from canada and i and i was like you think you're better than me and jasmine loved it so and at that point you thought jasmine was a man that is true (laughs) which was even better yeah once i found out jasmine wasn't a man and that i thought she was a man and she thought that was funny yeah, yeah, that really <laughs> helped. That sealed the deal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, um, I didn't even 
like once it came out, I didn't even say sorry or anything. I just kind of waited for her reaction to see right. what she would do. And if she was mad about it, would I have said sorry? Mm, no. <laughs> right. Like, get over yourself, Jasmine. <laughs> Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> like, big deal. I thought you were a man. Get over it. It was because <laughs> of her English accent. I thought she was just a very feminine man for some right. reason. Right. And her name, arguably her name on the like Skype call was like Benjamin. Yeah. Something. It, yeah, and then all, all the anime names. Right, so, of course. I don't Nick know. was confused. Give him a break. Yeah. Uh, moving on to more, I don't know, it, not necessarily interesting, but, you know, just more life-oriented sure. slash a little more gaming stuff. Is Ask that, me them questions, boy. I'm asking you them questions, boy. Don't force um, it. So... Well, I guess getting getting back to one thing because I do want to address this was that you said you you would do you would pursue the things that you enjoyed, but you would really need to have a team behind it, right? Yes. And you know, I can't speak for both Chase and I, but I can speak for me. Is that you are more than welcome to be a part of this team if you'd like. I um, say team, but maybe I meant. <laughs> Maybe I meant solo. (laughs) Maybe I meant more of like an audience where like I felt like someone was watching. And no, I still want a team like Digital Sandwich is like my dream team. So I'm really thankful to have. Well, let me rephrase. Right. Like I. If you want to do any review stuff, whether it's written or not. Yes. I'm saying you could use this podcast as a place to do that. You wouldn't have to talk to me or Chase <laughs> if you, if you don't want to do that. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to do more game stuff, this is yeah. a more game-oriented podcast. And if you want to just dip your toe back into the water, you can. Yeah. More than welcome. Maybe I will. Uh, you can give, like, the, the stuff we've done in the past a little listen, and then you can see if you want to even... You want to try it out? I really wish streaming didn't tire me out so much, or and like gaming, doing OR Gamecast was very tiring. Right. I don't know. I'm right. like socially exhausted. At uh, digital sandwiches, I still get tired, but right, it's a little easier because it's it's not just one topic. Right, so and I, feel- I think it's like also a a very we've been through 140 something. Mm-hmm. You kind of your body expects it, you know. Every Saturday morning, your body expects this hour of therapy, and then you mm-hmm. move on with your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to a therapist anymore. Oh, nice. Well, I haven't been, I haven't been to a therapist in years. I mean, I probably should. Well, if, if you feel like it is uh, worth your time. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure you get good insurance at your job, yeah? You get like two a month, two two therapy visits if you wanted. At my job? No, I don't yeah, maybe I, I don't, don't have insurance at my job. You don't have benefits? What? No, I have the national health care. Uh right, okay. Oh. Anyways, get in uh, let's get back to games okay. and none of the sentimental stuff. Good. Do you find meaning in video games? <laughs> Oh, man. And this is sort of going off of what I heard, you know, this week at the, on Digital Sandwich is that you were feeling like, eh, I'm not 
not feeling games as much. And I wanted to ask, you know, is there is there a time where you feel like I'm so glad like video games improve my life. They they give me meaning in some sense or maybe even inspire you. Um it, Yeah, it's it's usually between games where I'm trying to find a game I like mm. where I'm like Ugh, I'm getting bored of games. I don't want to play right. them. But it's really, like, I can't... I'm just not finding the right game. Right. And... Yeah. Do I need to play video games? Yeah, probably. Keep keep my sanity. I... Like, I feel like everything we do as people is to, like not impress someone else but to like be a part of something else Mm, like seeing a movie like a lot of movies i've only seen because they're recommended to me Mm -hmm. but with video games it's different because i do venture off and find out my own stuff right and then i play games and i never talk about games that people I would never tell anyone that I played unless they looked at, like, my PlayStation profile. Right. Um, I kind of just need that. I did, for a little bit, watch movies while playing video games, but then I had, like, some sort of mental crisis <laughs> where <laughs> where I was, like, I really just needed that video game time to, like, blank out my mind, I guess. Right, right. Oh. I, I completely agree with you. There's, like, times where I think it's, like, I confuse needing alone time with, like, actually just needing, like, video game time. Like, yeah. because alone time is nice, but it ultimately doesn't just, like, make me focus on nothing. Like, video games, you're focusing on something, but it, it clears my mind a lot better than, like, just sitting by myself. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between alone time and putting that alone time towards playing a game. Right, yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's harder nowadays, like, to find a game that you're really into? Like, did you feel like you found games that really got you going in the past, and now it's just, like, the gaming environment has changed? No, I feel the opposite, actually. Um, Oh, nice. As a kid, I loved video games, but I never my attention span could never do it for hours and hours. Right. But now, especially with open world games where I'm just free to do what I want, um, in most cases, that kind of like I play those way more now. Like right. before, putting like forty hours into a game was like impossible for me. Right. But now I'm almost like, oh, I'm not going to get 40 hours out of this. <laughs> Return. <laughs> kind of. It depends on the game. But, yeah, I love finding a game where I'm like, okay, I'm all set for the month. No, I'm just right. going to be playing this for the rest of the month. And What was the last game that did that for you? Uh, last game was Ni no Kuni 2. Nino Kuni. Oh, that's like the anime game. Yep, it is. <laughs> uh, Weeaboo Master. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Weebo King. JRPGs 
they are, were so monotonous back in the day. Right. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, having the grind and put in all this time. Uh, now I'm spoiled by Nino Kuni 2 and Persona 5 with... Mm. They were able to, instead of having grind, they had other stuff and they kept you busy. And right. the story was fun, especially Persona. And so when I started playing that, at first I wasn't getting into it. It took me like an hour or two. But then once I did, and like you got to start building like your city, yeah. then I really got into it. And... I just finished it, like, the other day, and I'm like, oh! So I started... And now you're like, what's the next one? The next one was Yoku's Island Express. Um, oh, what is that? It's this indie game. You play as this beetle. It's a platformer, but it's also pinball. It is really good. I definitely recommend it. Um, you should do a review. Yeah. Only thing is, uh, it only took me beat it in a day so it didn't take up a whole month oh, oh. so you're still looking for something but i mean that's a perfect game to review small game yeah like. yeah well i started playing wasteland 2 this morning and i put a couple hours in that so we'll see oh nice isn't there a third one coming out or is it already out i don't know that's the, it's like a top-down rts sort of game yeah no R- rpg R- oh like a like divinity uh is Divinity turn-based? I thought it was more like Diablo. No, it's turn-based. Oh, okay, then yes. It's like the original <laughs> Fallout games. Right, right, right. Yeah. Cool. So what would your ideal game be? Would you want it to be a million hours long and, and sort of the open-world RPG? It's funny that you asked this because just the other day Mandy asked me this question. Oh, really? Well, you're prepared then, yeah? Yeah. Actually, she posted it to our little group um, thing. Your your entrepreneurial women's group? Yes. And no, my my game is an is actually a multiplayer, surprisingly. Um, what? But yeah, I, I I wrote I'd like a multiplayer Google Maps. We have oh. we have single player maps in VR now, and it's awesome. Next thing is to travel with friends. Also, more interactions with stuff. Have options for moving traffic and having to wait at stoplights, crosswalks for more realism, but also have a flying option, be it like Superman or in a hot air balloon. Being able to enter buildings like arcades, casinos, historical places, and strip clubs and have them fully interactive. And then I said the sequel will for sure have time travel to go see the dinosaurs, also space travel, and sinking to the size of an ant, and doing some magic school bus stuff and going inside someone's body. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it sounds like a, a virtual reality simulation where you also can, like, be in creative mode. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Huh. Yeah. How are you liking VR? Do you think there is a future in VR and maybe getting to that point? Yeah, there's a. I think there's a future in VR. We're not at it yet, unfortunately. Right. Um. So we'll we'll see. I don't like. I've been toying with getting a PlayStation One, but right. Then I started playing my Oculus again, 
and I don't put that much time into them, so. Right. That's how I feel, too, is that there's, like, this, when I think about VR, I get, like, really inspired and think, like, the world is VR's oyster sort of thing. Yes. But then I put on the headset, and I'm like, oh, this was okay for an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A month. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Once we get to the point of, like, Ready Player One type stuff. Right. Then we'll be rocking. Who knows when that is, right? Like, so the thing is, when I play VR, I kind of get depressed because I'm like, damn, I'm putting all my my hopes and dreams into this thing that right now isn't even close. And then I get sad. (laughs) See, I'm the opposite. Where I'm like, (laughs) I'm helping push this along by putting money towards Mm. it and helping it right and that will lead to more and better early adopter yeah oh well i did see and this isn't this they haven't actually put hardware behind this but uh valve did do a talk on brain humor human interfacing or machine human interfacing for like a virtual reality future like a Ready Player One type stuff, where they they're doing like very, you know, not not even close to testing, but they're doing little, you know, hypothetical tests on interfacing hardware to to yeah. brains, so that people could feel things and and basically have brains basically put you in like a dream state or machines put you in a dream state, so you're experiencing something viscerally like a visceral dream. Yeah. I like how Valve and Oculus are going kind of separate ways in a sense. Right. Where Valve is like, you cost $1,000. We know it's expensive, but it's awesome. Where Oculus is more like, this is for more casual players so they can experience VR and it's a little cheaper. You can play it anywhere. Right. Because a lot of people... haven't heard... Yeah. People need to experience it first. Right. It's almost like, well, if, if you guys haven't heard, if you're listening, the Valve originally started with the, with the HTC Vive. They were partnered with HTC. And that and the Oculus, um, what was it called? Ocul- the, just the Oculus came out. And they both came out in 2015. And they were pretty much the same. And then Valve went this new direction went towards this $1,000 price pool for the Valve Index, which is like the best of the best VR right now. Mm-hmm. And Oculus has now gone into standalone experiences. Uh, Oculus Rift, that's what I was trying to say. HTC Vive and Oculus Rift. And now Oculus is going towards the Oculus Quest, which is no wires experience, where it's just like standalone VR. Uh, it's definitely not as graphically capable as anything the index can do, but yeah, it's like these two separate things. You basically could get an Oculus Quest, get into VR that way, and then move on to the index because no. that's that's like the the pathway at the moment. But this is my interview, right? Sorry, Nick. This yeah, isn't ask about me games. a this question. Is... Well, here's a question. Is there anything you want to ask or anything you want to talk about in particular about yourself or about life or whatever? Um, wow. That's a loaded question, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't. 
like ask myself like am i asking myself a question ask me ask you ask the world ask anything or maybe not even ask maybe just a a topic that i want to talk about yeah or or maybe you don't want to talk about it and then that means we should (laughs) you don't have to have an answer to this i can i I come up with like a topic like this every week so right i wasn't it usually it takes me like a whole week to come up with something. Right. I haven't given you the time. No one That's gives okay. me topic ideas. That's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I had a topic this week, all right? That's I did, true. and I thought it was pretty good. I actually looked into it. No, I had stuff yeah. to talk about. It was good. It was good. That was I... my first like good, good thing to talk about in a while. I can talk about what I hope for in the future, which is... Um, some sort of comedy writing, maybe show where basically digital sandwich, but we're actually making money off of it. <laughs> oh, so so this is what you want in the future for for you? What do you see? Is like, that what is your ideal future for yourself? And what is the wanna, future you think is actually going to happen? I want an office, digital sandwich office building. Digital sa- the where office building. Jasmine moves. To America, we all move to that location where the office building is. I kind of right. just come in every day at nine or ten in the morning, and then we kind of just do stuff. Okay, like a little little content creator. Yeah, hub. Well, yeah, exactly. And what yeah. will really happen in the future? Not that. <laughs> um, might maybe with VR we'll have an office building, right? <laughs> so we'll have to pay someone to code us a little room that we could all sit in in VR. I wish I did more writing. I want to do writing with Jasmine, but we never have time, or it's never brought up, um, or I don't I don't bring it up enough to where I actually d- haven't read much of what Jasmine has written. So um, oh. I would like to. But I don't. That's you that's kind of like her this other opportunity, world, Nick. That's her other world, kind of though. The separate from digital sandwich, like she has her other little family, right? Maybe she doesn't want to mix that, which makes sense. Well, I think you know sometimes you need to you need to at least put your foot in the door. You know, yeah. like Karen this week. I Uh-oh. didn't uh, necessarily. I didn't expect this, nor did I, nor would I have wanted it, but. Karen actually promoted the podcast out to like her brother and her brother's friend who were interested in video games. Damn. And to me, that was like a very scary thing <laughs> because I was mixing two worlds that yeah. I didn't really want mixed. It's kind of out of felt when my uh, when my dad told my grandfather about it. <laughs> right. And it's like, uh, hmm. right. But ultimately, like it's it should be a positive thing, right? Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) But I worry people might start acting different in front of me or something. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you could just leave Jasmine to her herself when it comes to her writing, but I think asking to do something together is a good good step. Yeah. I I think ultimately I want to see you write some stuff. I want to see you make some stuff. I write some stuff here and there, and it 
it's usually like I deem it terrible, and right. I end up like recording, still recording it with my voice to see if maybe I could say it differently, and then. Mm. If I have any sort of something, even if it's terrible, I just put it at the beginning of a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, huh. your little skits, yeah, yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, man. I try to when someone does find out about the pod, I always try to keep the podcast where like I'm the joke of it, not the mm. other person. But sometimes that's mm. hard. With right. what the other person is saying, and I can't really compete with it. Um, right. But yeah, I try. Does to... that make you uncomfortable when you when you can't white knight the podcast? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like that's my cat. Like I really like uh, what I have become on the podcast, where I'm like mm. hyper vigilantly. Um. Careful. <laughs> Careful and white knight-ish. Especially with right. Jasmine. Um, and kind of just like... I haven't seen it anywhere else where it's just pointing mm. out like the absurdity right. of what it can can sound like until you hear it on the podcast. Where it's like... Well, like when we cut off... Ja- when I cut off Jasmine <laughs> or something. T- like giving my opinion about gay rights and whatnot. I cut off Jasmine and stuff like that. Right. Right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Do you think having the podcast gives you a place to like express yourself in a way definitely. that you wouldn't be able to? Definitely. Do you think that is like the Nick on the podcast on Digital Sandwich is a... Is a character completely, or do you think that is, like, a version of you? Oh, it's definitely a very... It's an exaggerated version of myself. Mm. Um, very exaggerated? I'm not very sure on. Like, all the s- stories I usually do tell are, like, real. Right. I might uh, act in something where, I'm, where I exaggerate what the other person might have been thinking. Right. And then... Then I spirals from there, but I don't, I don't. It's not, I don't. It's like a character, but it's very based on my life. Right. Well, I think that's also why it makes it kind of vulnerable when, like, the outside world, yeah, knows about it. You know, like, yeah, when Karen saw, like, snooped around and heard the podcast, especially when she was talking about, <laughs> she like listened to when we went on our first date. Yes. And it was like, I don't know, it was really vulnerable for oh, me because it was just like this, it, it, it isn't me, but it is me, right? Like everything I say is me, but it's also this exaggerated version of me trying to be funny and make you guys laugh and make Tori laugh or whoever's listening. <laughs> and That's how I feel about I it. Know. Bank girl found out about the podcast. Oh, no. I don't know how she would react. And yeah. It really depends on the like. I think I think if she was to hear the the latest one where you talk about her fucking the guy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe she might find that funny. But like the original asking her out at the bank, driving with the drive through, and like right. having the bulletproof glass in between us because I was worried she would feel uncomfortable and whatnot. Like I right. genuinely had that 
thought like i didn't want to make her uncomfortable but it also like fit into my character of like being hyper vigilant about right the other minority proof glass yeah like like, giving her extra space yeah it's like i'm the white guy like i'm the top of the chain supposedly but i hate it and that's just how and now i'm trying to like jump off of jump off it (laughs) right but you but you there's like even though you are who you are you then you're not like uh a minority in any way you just like want to (laughs) want to jump off the the platform you're standing on i think it's good for like we hear about we hear from the white men all the time right well whenever a white man like complains people like yeah you you complaining complained enough and that's kind of where the podcast comes in it gets ridiculous Right. Um, where, like I said, I interrupt Jasmine or whatever I do, or right. I or I'm like I talk if like I was in a community or something. I'm like not basically not all men is basically like what it comes down to. Like the whole idea of a woman complaining and then someone being like, "Well, not all men." Right. I don't know. I find that stuff kind of funny. No, I think horrific. It's funny too because you do, you kind of do both sides on Digital Sandwich. You are the the like hyper vigilant and sensitive to other people, yet you are the Weibo king, the whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you are like the the whole opposite of all those things too. Yeah, there was that one. Once I started getting comfortable saying like terms in the gay community that i shouldn't be saying i know i was going a little too far (laughs) (laughs) but um jasmine jasmine has not stopped me and And i think she enjoys it too yeah i do have fun i do have discussions with her about what should be said and i think for the most part she's not a fan i think maybe the guns for queers bit was <laughs> not funny to her she, right. that might have went a little too far um but yeah i know i i yeah i love my character but i also am very afraid people aren't gonna know it's a character right and they're right. gonna take it like you're it cutting off jasmine yeah right. like how dare you like your your opa calls you up and says, Nick, how dare you talk to a yeah. woman like that? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Or how well, dare I... you not talk to a woman like that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. No. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, Nick. Thank you for having me as your first guest. Yeah, first guest. Woo-hoo! Thank you for allowing me to ask you questions and having this discussion with me. I feel like this was a good good moment just for us i feel like we don't have a whole lot of time to just catch up one-on-one or talk about reminiscing about memories and stuff like that so i really enjoy having this moment respected you are respected i respect you a lot i do like our viewer base isn't (laughs) like i'm very thankful for the fans we do have but right it's not that many (laughs) So go right. listen to it, people. That's my plug. 
that's Nick plugging digital sandwich. We have fans, don't worry about it. But yeah, we'll take some more. So you can follow me at OrganizerMain on Twitter. Well, and follow the podcast at Digital Pod. Oh, yeah. Like, jeez. <laughs> no, what? just complaining about how, oh, you know, there's not that many mm-hmm. listeners, but, you know, follow me on Twitter. Now I'm becoming my Digital Sandwich character again. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like morphing into that. Right. Hyperbole. At some point, I would like to have a discussion with you, maybe here or maybe on Digital Sandwich. We, we talked a little bit about it on Digital Sandwich, but it might not be the most appropriate there. Is that sort of, I don't, I don't want to call it like recovering from some sort of social media, I don't want to say fame, but audience. Like going from an, uh, a, a active audience to no audience and like how that affects you mentally. Because I feel like there is always that feeling in the back of my head, at least, or and I feel it sounds like in the back of your head, where you're just like, "Why do this when there's no like there, there's a craving for an audience that isn't directly your friends, right?" Yeah, there like is. There's a craving for some sort of community around what you're making. Yeah, but also I like what we make so and like i also think like if i'm not doing it what else am i really doing with my life that i enjoy mm, that's um, good it's, yeah it's really like it's a goal to work the goals are good so it's my little goal okay and i keep chugging all it's a good goal for me to have because it doesn't limit me to any sort of like thinking pattern like oh i can't do that uh, it won't be good right. for the podcast where everything is anything different and weird and new thoughts are good for the podcast. So, yeah, not only good for the podcast, but good for you, you know, like good for all of us. Sometimes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. opens it opens our minds and the, the listeners minds. Right. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Well, again, thank you for coming on here, Nick. I'm sure you'll be on here in some other respect unless you decline all of my invitations, Mm -hmm. which is possible. Uh, Thank you for those that listened. Thank you to my wonderful girlfriend, Karen, for listening and giving advice. Thank you. Um, Thank you to all listeners. What advice? Uh, She'll probably give me advice on how I can better treat you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You didn't even offer me a water. Ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, see, exactly. I need to bring water. I got to be like an Uber. I got to have the water mm-hmm. ready. Little water bottles. Yeah, you can't, Karen. You tell him. Yeah. Don't be afraid. If, uh, if you want to message Nick, do so at Digital Podwitch or at Organized Remain on Twitter. And if you feel like you want to talk to me or Chase about the podcast or future interviews and stuff like that, do so at BS Games Podcast on Twitter. I had a good time, Nick. I really yeah. did. Yeah. You gonna have Tori on here? I, I've asked Tori, but she hasn't responded. Hopefully, I get Tori <laughs> on here because I really do want to talk about. Uh, and I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I do want to talk about like her experience as a as a girl in games. No, and she's really into games and really into RPGs and MMOs. So I want to see no. her social interactions and how that's affected her as a gamer girl, and how we affected, um, <laughs> how we've ruined her life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that too. No. That too. Maybe her her association to digital sandwich, and if that was 
is slash was fun for her. It better be. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Woo! <laughs>